Welcome to Metal Dice, the podcast where we talk about all things music and all things we care about. Well, it's music, and primarily with music, it's metal music and live shows. For today's episode, we're going to review our time seeing Slipknot. Fuck, that's not it. <laughs> we're gonna, Why did you say Slipknot? I don't know. It's not what we're reviewing this time. It's Rammstein. <laughs> At Soldier's Field. I don't know why I said Slipknot, because it's definitely not Slipknot. It's Rammstein. We haven't seen Slipknot for a long time. We haven't. And you went right into Slipknot. Yeah, I don't know what, what was up with that. But no, it's it's uh, Rammstein we're going to talk about today. Um, which was just a couple days ago, I think. By the time we, when we were recording this, we just saw them earlier this week. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive into that. Um, where do you want to start? you want to start with the first times we've, we've seen them? Sure. All right, cool. Yeah. So we have seen uh, Rammstein two other times. Um, once at Open Air, uh, the first year that Chicago had, um, or it was Chicago Open Air um, in 2016. They were Friday night's headliner um, that year. I don't know the exact date. Um, probably the 15th, July 15th, yeah, 2016. Right around the middle of July, somewhere in yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, so um, they were headlining. I don't know any of the other bands that day. Um we got there pretty late that day due to flight issues for you from a work trip. But that was the first time we had seen them. Uh, when we found out about that show, we were pretty excited, or that festival. We were pretty excited about the lineup and everything. And Rammstein just kind of sealed the deal, and we for sure knew that we had to be there. <laughs> so we definitely uh, bit the bullet at that time <laughs> and bought the tickets so that we could uh, see them at open air and then less than a year later i think they ended up coming to tinley park um, in 2017 um, at hollywood apple amphitheater um, out at tinley park so yeah and i mean we did see them both of those times we saw them <coughs> like you said in 2016 at open air as the headliner and we had, we'd been wanting to see them for years so when they finally were like oh they're announcing that they're going to be at open air we heard that that tour, and we'll, we'll probably talk about open air as a whole, but like they opened, or not opened, they, they were the headliner Friday night, then I think Disturbed was Saturday night, yep. and then Slipknot was was Sunday. Yes. And the whole lineup looked amazing, and it's in Chicago, or near Chicago, and the, in the Burbs, um, but all in all, like the lineup was amazing. That was our first show back from, right. s- from a long hiatus of shows. Yeah, from 20, or 2009. To 2016, we didn't see one single show. And we were, like, big fans of Rammstein, and we've always wanted to see them, and they just never toured the States. Or if they did, it was very rare that they came. Right. I know that they did once, um, like, maybe five or eight years before that, but we just weren't able to make it to Chicago to see them. Yeah, because they came in Chicago then, yep. too. Yeah. Yeah. But we couldn't make it. So do you do you remember when you started getting into Rammstein and how you came about getting into them? Um, I remember. So I remember you and our friends would listen to it. Um, I'm sure Duhas was probably one of the first songs that I remember. But I know I really got into them with Rosenroot, um, the album Rosenroot. Yeah, I I got in a little bit before that. I think I knew of Duhas. Duhas was always on, not always, but like, that was, you wouldn't hear it on the radio except for on, um, like, Rock 108 when we were able to get that on the airwaves. 
um, they play that from time to time late at night. So it was really cool to hear like the Rammstein song on on the radio. But for me, it was actually the Resident Evil soundtrack to the first movie. Oh, okay, okay. They had a single on there, and it was Hallelujah. Um, and I remember listening to it and being like, I, I love that entire soundtrack too. There's so many good songs on there. Uh, Slipknot's on there. Kill Switch Engage is on there. Let's to listen to that. Do you have it? it? I have the CD in our storage unit somewhere. Oh, okay. So when we when so we finally go dig that out and yeah. and start digging okay. through that, I'm I sure we can it. find it on. You YouTube. can't. I've tried. Seriously. The whole album, like I, I've tried to find it on like Spotify, um, Apple Music. You can't find it anywhere. Oh wow. So yeah, we'll definitely have to. Amazon dig that has out. it, and it's like I think kind of expensive to buy the CD, but I I, I struggle finding even like the like the listing of the songs on there. Maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, but it's, it's interesting. I, 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 like it's hard to find. Yeah. We'll have to listen to that or go get it and listen to it. Yeah. And, and Marilyn Manson did the entire, uh, it's not the score for the movie. So like all the music in the movie is his and that's in, it's like the last four tracks of oh, okay. the CD too. Okay. Um, but yeah, Rammstein was on there and I remember listening to it for the first time and being like, this doesn't sound like English. <laughs> this sounds like a different language. But like Hallelujah, like oh that's I don't actually I don't even know if Hallelujah is English or like if that's yeah, I don't know like Latin for like praise be or some shit I don't know. I, I don't know. Huh. But I remember listening to that song and loving it on there and sort of that I think started it out for me and that was just before um, Rise Arisa. And then I got really big into that album. That's probably my favorite album of theirs. Is that the one with the orange? Yep, yep. Yep, okay. Yeah, you used to listen to that all the time when we first started dating. Yeah, and then it was just going down the rabbit hole of Rammstein, like looking at the lyrics to the songs, trying to learn German. And we we did a half-assed job of trying to learn German. <laughs> no, we would uh, Google the lyrics to English and think that we knew <laughs> well, the our, German. Yeah, and our friend group was also really big into it. And they... Yeah they would like do the same thing and try to speak German and they were a little better than we were. Yeah. Um, I do remember you had it on your iPod and I took your iPod to school one day thinking that I was all cool because I had an <laughs> iPod that wasn't even mine. It was yours. But I listened to Rammstein on there. But yeah, that's where I first found out about them. And then just like, you know, Rosenroot was the next one. Yeah, and that's the first album I remember getting into um, with Benzene. And yep. Uh, I don't know why Benzine's the only one I know. <laughs> uh, so then we saw them in 2017, less than a year later, at Tinley Park. And we've mentioned Tinley Park before. It's Hollywood Amphitheater, but it's just not a good setup no. um, of a concert venue. <laughs> so if we ever do a like worst concert venue, that'll probably be number <laughs> one. <laughs> Up there for sure. Yeah. But um, I remember we had, like, box seats for that or something. Um, I'm not sure. They were box seats, right? Yeah. So <coughs> with 2016, we had floor seats. So we right, got to see right. Rammstein from, from the floor in, in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. For me, you didn't really get to see them. I saw nothing. And, and the whole part of Rammstein is seeing the show. They put on yeah. such an amazing show. It's yeah. not just the music. It's, you know, there's the pyro. There's theatrics. There's so much going on that, like. They, you know, it, you're there for the show, the presentation, and right. that's what a lot of it is. Right. I do remember, t like, in 2016, Till had, like, angel wings 
or something with fire. Yeah, so that's how he ended it. Was that's yeah. uh, Ingla? Yeah, comes out with those, yeah. and he like goes on this little, this like bar that then like lifts him up a little bit, yeah. and he leans forward. I think that's why I could see him because yeah. <laughs> he was up in the air a little bit. So, but that's the only part that I remember. Yeah, or not that I remember, but the only part that I saw because I couldn't really see. And I, I honestly, I don't remember a whole lot from that show. When I think of like my top shows, it's always in my list. But just because it was like a bucket list show for me, I yeah. think more than anything. Yeah. But I do remember that. I remember they didn't play uh, Mind Tile, which was right. a song I, one of my favorite songs, and I wanted to see them play that. Of course, they played Duhast. Uh, I remember that. And then I remember the first song, and and it was, <coughs> uh, I think it's Ram Four. And I've never seen it on an album. I think they did like a a 20 or 30 year anniversary box set with all their albums and some behind the scenes or B-side stuff. And that was on there in that box set. But I remember like the curtain, there was either a curtain or they just had um, the side, the side um, screens, monitors yeah. counting down. And it was like, meep, meep. Oh yeah, meep, I do remember meep. that. Yeah. And then it gets to like one, it's like meet, 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 meet. And then yeah. boom. And then you hear like the drums and Flocka playing. Yeah, yeah. I, now that you're saying all this, I remember it. And then you yeah, have the two guitar up. players come down, they come down on yeah. platforms. And I think there might have been like sparks or some shit flying from the bottom. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. And then once everybody's on the stage but Till, the music just stops. And then you hear like tap shoes. And then Till comes walking out with like a top hat and like a cane <laughs> and just like putting on a show, right? Yeah, yeah. And sings for a little bit and then like throws the top hat into the crowd. But as he throws it, like it explodes because there's like pyro some shit in it, I think. Or maybe it wasn't over the crowd, but in like. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't over the crowd. And I'm sure it was in a controlled area. Right, like over to the side type thing. But I remember that's basically all I remember from that first show. And Tenley Park was basically, I think it was the exact it same show. It was the show. same show, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time I got to see them because we were up in box seats, so we were up pretty high. So, yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Like, we, when we, so we saw them on the ground. We wanted to get box seats for Tinley because we're like, all right, it'll be high enough to actually see the show right. and see that's what's what we going thought. on. Yeah. There were a bunch of other people in there in front of us because apparently they were assigned seats in there. And they were standing up and taller than us, so we couldn't see them. Yeah. Type thing. So there was like the box seats have like a railing in the front, and I don't think it was assigned seats. I think it was whoever comes first. So they were obviously there first. So they took the f- whole front row, but they were big guys. They didn't need to be right on the rail, standing up the whole time. And I even tried to stand on the seat a few times to be able to see, and I couldn't see. Um, and I'm not that short. I'm like five seven. So. <laughs> But um, I know, like, we were, like, leaning to the side. Like, we were doing whatever we could to try to see. But I saw more of Tinley Park than I did at open air. But I don't remember as much pyro and flames at Tinley Park, but it could just be the setup of the amphitheater that doesn't allow for it. And that could be, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't an open ceiling. It was a covered ceiling. Right. I remember some pyro for open air because that was open. Yeah. But it was like your standard um, firefly, right? They had the the face mask that come yep. on and shoot. Yep. Um, Mine hearts Brent with like the flare on the chest. I don't know what the song is where 
the two guitar players. I I don't have their names. Richard and I can't remember the other guy, the other man's name. Um, I honestly should know these. Yeah, we should. We know a few of the yeah. Yeah. Um, the members. But they have like the guitars that have the the flamethrowers on them. And oh they yeah. Go out and shoot those. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like I remember that. So there wasn't a whole lot of pyro there either. Um. But I think so. That kind. Well. How do we want to do this? Well, let's talk about this the tour in general, like the the high level notes here. So uh, for the one that we just saw, yeah, this this year's okay. tour, yeah. So then again, or then this year we got to see them for the third time, um, and they did their North America uh, stadium tour. Uh, I think they're calling it just that, right? Stadium North tour twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think they put twenty twenty two on yeah. it, um, possibly. But the North America stadium tour. Um, Originally, it was like in in 2020, right? Yeah. So I don't remember when we bought the tickets. If we bought them in 2019, or very, very, very early 2020. I'm pretty. I sh- think it was 2019. I'm pretty sure it was the fall of 2019. Yes. Like as yeah. soon as they went on sale, we yes. we got them. Yeah, like the minute they went on sale, you started trying to get them. Um. So the original date was September 3rd, 2020. September 3rd, third or second. Yep. Go get the ticket. September 3rd. Oh, okay. So September third, twenty twenty, and then it was rescheduled to twenty twenty one, right? Yes, yeah. So they um, in twenty twenty they announced that they were postponing it for obvious reasons. To, yeah, for obvious to September first, twenty twenty one. But almost Im- not immediately, but pretty soon after they announced that it was rescheduled, um, they rescheduled it again for twenty twenty two. But then it was back on the original date, September third. Was so yeah, September third. But that was like the middle of the week, wasn't it? I it was a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be on a Thursday. Which yeah, this worked out a lot. Yeah, not a lot better because it was you know two years late. But this time it was on a Saturday, which was, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just makes the next morning so much better when you don't have to get up to work in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they um, held the tour at Soldier Field here in Chicago. Um, since it's stadium, um, it's either that or um, probably United Center or one of the baseball stadiums, but uh, Soldier Field made most sense. Um, there was an opener, um, uh, Duo Ablard. Um, I might not be saying that correctly. <laughs> um, it's a f- they're uh, two French pianists, um, and they basically played uh, Brownside songs. Um, just only piano. I don't know how to say that. And the price was pretty expensive, one forty nine fifty with eighteen ten in fees. Yeah. So the fees seem so low. Now I want to kind of do research to <laughs> see if that was pre COVID fees, and now if the fees are like much higher. But um, yeah, the tickets were up there. <laughs> yeah. Especially for um, back in twenty twenty, we weren't seeing too many. Sh- we were seeing more shows, but not that many. I mean, we might get into this when we talk about the venue, but the fees could also be related to the venue in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. And also, they don't have, like, it's not sponsored by, like, Live Nation or... um, The venue? No, the venue or the tour. Like, so many tours now are, like, Live Live Nation Nation presents, presents. and this isn't that way. It's just Rammstein um, doing their tour. Yeah, okay. So that could um, have... I don't know. I mean, we could probably go into the history of ticket prices someday, 
um, or the fees and everything someday, but it would be interesting to kind of see what um, that was or what the um, situation is there. So our location to Soldier Field is pretty nice because we're pretty close. So with that, we got the opportunity to actually um, see some stuff while they were um, setting up um, the stage and some trucks and everything. And we actually took a walk over to um, Soldier Field a couple times before uh, Saturday. Yes, we went over, what, Thursday night was the first time? Uh, yeah, yeah, Thursday night. Yep. And so there's an 18th Street bridge, like a public crossing bridge, uh, so you can get over the train tracks that are there. Yep. And then once you get over that, you go under uh, Lakeshore Drive. Yep. <clears throat> and then you're, you can either walk to the lake from there. There's a lake path. There's biking trails. There's a harbor. Or you're, like, right in front of Soldier's Field. Right. Which then sort of is the entryway or the south entryway into the museum campus of, in Chicago, basically. And, like, over that bridge, we got to see into the stadium just a little bit. There's, like, a little tiny gap. And we saw the center of um, of the stage. Right, yeah. So it was like the two tall pyro stands. Yeah, it was also, did you notice it was like the side of, like they were either side of the elevator they had? Yes, yeah. So, they, like, it was so I couldn't dual. see that from the bridge. But once we got into the stadium, I could see that. No, yeah, yeah. You didn't know what it was. Yeah, right. But right. once you got in there and, like, later on the show, you'd notice, like, it was an elevator yeah. that went up and down and carried them. Yep, yeah. But it was also, like you said, the pyro. So it was, like, either side was the pyro, but it was also, like, the side walls of the elevator. Right, right. Yeah, but from the bridge um, on Thursday night, all we could see was um, the two tower things that... Just, like, the tops yeah. even of them. Yeah, the very tops, yeah, yeah. And then we got there, walked around the stadium. They had, I think, a couple of tents up, or at least they had, like, they had some. Um, so they had um, the GA sign and um, the seats sign, um, and then some, not the security stuff yet. That was Friday night. They didn't have, like, the walls of, like. And, um, they had some fencing. Fencing, that's not, the word I'm looking not for, like not the, walls. Not the tents and everything um, yet, but they had some of the fencing up to kind of corral people to where they need to go. Um, but we ended up walking all the way around the stadium that night. And on the east side, there was the trucks still delivering items. Obviously, the stage was all set up, but there was still what well, we assume. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe just that front pillar part, and they were yeah. still bringing in other equipment for, like, the like the lo- looked like fans that were, like, lighting, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think there was seven semi-trucks that I saw? There was quite a few semi-trucks for sure. Yeah, so they were still unloading everything, and there was um, obviously workers and stuff, and I remember when you saw Ramstein, you're like, Ramstein! (laughs) Like, you saw the um, There were a couple workers, yeah, with, like, crew shirts on. Yeah, so um, that was kind of fun. I mean, it's just fun um, to be able to be so close to such a big event and be able to see like, all this stuff, like, the setup and everything. Um, But then we walked around to the north side of the field, where we before they had all the fencing up and you could see a little bit more of the stage. Um, I mean, it was still the, those two. Was pillars, it only those two pillars? But it was like you could see closer and further down, but you couldn't see a whole lot. Yeah. It was still just those two pillars. Yeah. So 
Fisoldra comes up into like a big bowl. Yep. So you can't really see much except for there's a couple cracks on the sides um, that we could see through. And um, but yeah, then we walked down and they were hooking up the electrical or they were backing up, I guess, the electrical trucks. Yeah, it was one of the trucks was backing up when we walked down by it. We didn't know what it was, but it looked like an electrical type truck or something yeah. weird. Like it wasn't a normal tractor, like a semi trailer. Right. Um, we would find out the next day that it definitely was the electrical because yeah. they had all like the electric. generator yeah. type things, yeah, yeah. Because they had all those hooked up and was running into it, and then there was like a couple doors open where you know your your crew can go in and like monitor and make sure everything's functioning. Yeah, the right way. So that was pretty cool too to be able to see like kind of the backside of um, the setup. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, not everybody gets to see that because normally you just show up to a concert and it's done and you're not really watching. And then we were trying to um, talk, like, either Monday or Tuesday night, the um, stadium lights were on, like, all night long. So they were obviously working on setting stuff up. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> I'm not quite sure if it was this or there's another event before that, but it, I don't know. That just seemed really weird to me that it would be that far ahead to set up I mean, that, but maybe. The stage might take that long. Yeah, I mean, th- they did have, we found out later, like, they have essentially two stages. Yeah. One per like it leapfrogs every show. So I think the show in Minneapolis was the set that would then become the Chicago set. Right, right. And at the same time, there's one out east in Pittsburgh. jumping around. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense to have two because otherwise, I mean, I'm sure it takes so long. I, I'm pretty sure that they started setting up on like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, at least, like, the, maybe the ground floor, like, that plasticky stuff that they put for to yeah. protect the ground. Yeah. And then they have, um, there was, we ended up finding out once we got in there that there's four pyro stands out in the field, so, like, in the crowd, um, as well as a center stage um, where the pianists were, and then they utilized that later on in the concert as yeah. well. So that was pretty cool. I mean, it's just, it's so elaborate. Like, everything that they yeah. have is so elaborate. <clears throat> so our intention for going down Thursday night wasn't to to do anything other than see what we could see for the stage Exactly, setup. exactly, yeah. Friday, however, we went back again. And I think it was twofold, at least it was for me. One, to see if there was any additional setup we could see or anything new going on around there just because, you know, nothing else to do. We live pretty close. Might as well go check it out. Right. And two... Uh, I know for some, at least Metallica, that they start selling merch the day before. So you can go there from like one, like if it's on a Friday or Saturday, it's going to, you know, from one to like six. Yeah. They'll have a merch tent open that you can buy your stuff early. So my intent there was get our merch early, bring it home. That way you're not holding it during the uh, entire show. Right. And sure enough, that wasn't there. The... Trailers were set or were there. <laughs> the trailers were there, yes. Which kind of helped us because then we knew that. So before getting to Soldier Field, the area that was that Brian described a little earlier, like when you walk under Lakeshore Drive, there's like a little um, area between Soldier Field and the parking garage. The walking right, path where you can choose path. if you want to go to the shoulders or um, yeah, uh, going to Soldier or to the lake. Yeah. So um, there was two vendor. Um, or two trailers there, which were vendor. I mean, they look like vendor trailers, so. And we've been down that way for other shows. Yes. And 
not seeing them personally, but we've been down when there have been other shows and they've had those same trailers there selling merch right. the day of. Right. So at least then we knew that they were going to do the same setup where there was going to be a trailer outside the venue. Because, obvi- I mean, obviously inside the venue, there's more than likely going to be merch. But like Brian said, we wanted to get merch prior to the show so that we could um, bring it home and not have to hold it the whole time. So, But, I mean, so we saw that. <clears throat> there was no additional, like, stage setup we could see, but there was a lot more of the fencing up, the tents for the different um, areas for entry. Like the security tents and yep. stuff. Yeah, like the, the coverings they had. Uh, yep. Those were up all over the stadium, so we saw all that. Some additional signage was up. But other than that, no, not a whole lot was new. Yeah, and there was no, like, nothing announcing Romstein. Like, so Soldier Field has um, video screens that you can see from, like, Lakeshore Drive. Um, and generally when there's a concert coming, they'll advertise on there, like, you know, Kenny Chesney is the only one that's coming to mind that I know was advertised. Or Elton John. Elton was. John, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, so they were all advertised on there, and... Um, so we, on Thursday even, we, like, stood there for quite a while waiting for the cycle to go through to see if they were going to be on there. And they didn't have anything with Romstein. So it's kind of odd um, that yeah. they had no advertisement, no sign, no nothing. Football was a week away. You got to promote the Bears. Like, yeah. they're going to start playing here. That's going to be your big moneymaker for, for the fall. So Yeah, that's but true. It, yeah, it would have been really cool to see the Romstein logo up there just yeah. hanging out. Last summer, I... Swear I remember seeing Romstein, or I saw like an Elton John one or something, and yeah. then I was like, "Oh, next year we'll see Romstein." Yeah, and just assumed that we would see it, but um, no, there was nothing, which is kind of disappointing. So I mean, after that, we just kind of went home Friday night. We did our normal Kumas before prior, you know, yep. before yep. the concert thing. Um, like I said, college football started, so that <laughs> the next day I, I was sitting around watching that. But in between well, halftime, what? Friday night, though, when we looked out our window. Do you remember? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so yeah, we got yeah. back from Kuma's. Yeah. And they we saw them testing the lighting. Like, yep. from like you can just look out there, look at Soldier's Field, and they were, you know, turning the lights up toward the sky at different angles, at different brightnesses, and moving them around. Yeah. All white, no different colors, but, you know, testing them. Yeah, which is pretty cool to see. Like, just be able to look out your window and be like, oh, they're, they're doing something. And generally when this, they're doing things like that or, like, testing sound or testing anything, we have no clue what's going on. And we have to, like, look up on Soldier's website, like, what. Who's there, what wh- they're doing. What event is it? And this time we knew the ne- very next day or the very next night we would be sitting there watching them. So mm. I got super excited during that. And... I mean, it would have been really cool. We didn't see it, but we were hoping to see like fireballs fly up because we knew yeah. there was going to be pyro. <laughs> like testing the pyro, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is one. Th- or I we mean, assumed there was going to be pyro. I didn't hear any sound testing. I mean, on did Saturday. we go outside at all? We just sort of sat inside. Yeah, I guess you were watching football all day. You mean on Saturday you didn't hear any sound uh-uh. testing? Yeah. Did yeah, you hear anything? I didn't hear anything either. I mean, they may have done it early. They may have done it like late at night or early in the day. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Also generally, we hear yeah um, the sound testing, or here's hear all the sound there. Yeah. So then, yeah, like Saturday, we kind of just hung out at home, watched some TV, watched some football. Uh, walked over there around noon because once again yep. wanted to check out merch that they were going to do it early. 
not a whole lot of people there. There was a bit of a line starting, but not a whole lot. Um, the merch trailers were open, and they had a bunch of boxes. They were clearly yep. setting up. Yep, they were delivering the merch right then. So went over, asked what time they're going to open. They said 3 p.m., probably. Not like a firm yes, no to that. Which you were thinking made sense because that's when... That's when the parking garage was supposed to open. So, which I don't know how they control that. I don't know if there's like a gate on that parking garage or not, but that's what they said. Or th- that's what the announcement said was 3 o'clock would be the parking garage. So... We went back home, hung out for a little bit longer, went back around three or so, um, and sure enough, it was open. A, a little lot, bit before three. Yeah, yeah. A lot more people um, lined up now. The line had gone back under the um, overpass, or under the walkway, under the under uh, Lakeshore. Lakeshore. Yeah. Um, so clearly a lot more people were now lining up. There was a decent line in front of all of the, the merch tent- tents. Um so stood there, got our stuff, um, went back home again, and wasn't long after that we then went back for good. Yeah, that yeah. was doors open. What time? I can't remember. Um, five, I think. Four thirty, maybe. Four thirty, I think. Four thirty. That seems super early. Well, they were doing like that beer garden thing or something. Well, all right, yeah, yeah. The, that we never found. Right, the beer garden was supposed to be at four thirty, and I think, I think it was after five. Okay. And then the concert wasn't until 7. I think that's what it was. Because it was really weird to me that it was going to open. Typically, it's an hour before the um, before the show, which would be 6. So, that I, I know it was early. I don't know if it was 4.30 yeah. early. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, we typically get a tour shirt. And then we get a poster if they have it. So, luckily, we were able to get a poster. Um, and then we ended up getting kind of two tour shirts because we got the Chicago shirt as well as the just the North America shirt. Um, and then we got a sweater because it's zip up and I wanted to zip up a sweater. We went there, just walked around trying to find our seats. There's a lot of people wandering the grounds, not just people for the concert because it is a public area. Yes. There's public parking yep. under that people were bringing their kids back from museum campus. Right, because that's where um, Field Museum, I think, parks also. I think they use the same parking garage. Yeah. So then started walking around. We tried to find that beer garden um, because you you saw it mentioned. Yeah, I saw it like in an email of like what to expect or like things to do or something. So we started on the north side because we went and got dinner. That's what it was. We got dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, A quick bite to eat because we didn't want stadium food. There's a few restaurants around there, so we just picked one and went, and then walked over to it. I think we were on the north side, and then yep. started walking around the east side of the stadium, yep. trying where we thought the beer garden would be. No beer garden, but there's a giant blow up blimp that said "Ralph Stein," which was kind of cool. It was really photos cool. In front. Yeah. Um, and then we we weren't sure because that when you went. When we came up Thursday and Friday, they had that sign on the south side of the stadium that said GA Bowl, or GA Field and Bowl, I think. Was yeah, so it was kind of like split into two. One side was GA, um, and then one, or GA Field Access, I think it said, and the other one was like Bowl Seating Access, but they were like at the same door. Yeah, and our ticket said like, oh, and the other signage said like, well, go here, All go the here. gates were numbered. They had numbers on Uh-oh. them. But our tickets said, like, 
west side yeah. entrance. So we had no clue what that meant. <laughs> so we just walked up to a kid who had nobody in his line. We're like, here's our tickets. Where are we supposed to go? And he kind of looks at him. He's like, oh, you can come through here. He's like, oh, sweet. So we just went through there quickly. Yeah, no line at all. <laughs> and he's like, as we're going through, he's like, just it helps to ask. So heads up, like, if you ever go into a show just and see nobody in line, just like, hey, here's my ticket. Where do I go? Can I right. come in here? Maybe they'll say yes, maybe not. Who right. Knows? Like, I have no clue why. They had so many entrances, and I don't know what that one was supposed to be for. I th- I honestly think they're just entrances. The the I think I think the here is your entrance outside of possibly GA, and we had the same thing with the corn, right? Where we went up and we asked the lady. Yeah. I honestly think the here's your entrance you're supposed to go in isn't a hard fast rule. I think it's more of a we're trying to disperse the crowd and not have everybody funnel through one door. Oh, that makes sense. So if somebody reads that, like, oh, I have to go through this door, they're going to walk over to that door where somebody else is like, here's my ticket. Can I come through here? Unless you're at Metallica. Well, once again, though, that was for GA. So, like, that's a very special. You want to funnel them somewhere. Yeah. You need, generally, GA has, like, a wristband or something, so you need to make sure they get that. Right. Um, which I guess that kind of brings a point. Like our tickets weren't GA, no. so when we were buying the tickets, we were having this conversation, and I think we're we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later because I think there's some thoughts around it. But primarily, we wanted to see the show. We can talk about it now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, so when we were buying tickets, they the floor was split into two. There's yeah. The Fury yeah. Zone. So, we had been to Open Air. Sorry, sorry to, um, but we had been to Open Air in 2019. And they did this where the field was split into two, where VIP got the entire front of the stage, and then GA, or regular GA, is the back half of the um, field. And so right then we had like a sour taste about the field setup, because at that open air we had GA tickets. So we were in the second half of the field. Yeah, it was, it was frustrating that, like, use like <clears throat> like we mentioned with other shows we got vip for upheaval and they get a small sliver of you know a part of the stage the two years prior that's how open air was you got a small sliver of mm-hmm. the stage if you wanted to stand there you could if not you can go out with the the regular ga right and right. 2019 open air that's when they first did that where they split it like you get half. the one third yeah the other people get the two thirds yeah and i I did not like that, especially considering that they didn't even sell out. Right. There so was we saw so much room. Yeah, so we saw pictures afterwards, like, on social media, and the VIP field was, like, completely empty. Well, even for, like, one of the shows, we sat in the seats to watch. Yeah, yeah. And it was Fever 333, and they made they said the same thing, like, that sucks that you guys are way back there. Wish you could be up here with us type thing. Like, yeah. Like, basically calling it bullshit also. Right. And, I mean, it was. There was, like, a huge gap between those. And then the second half of the GA was packed. So right. Why Why do that? I, right. I hate that stuff so much. Yeah. So, but when we went to look for these tickets, that's what the setup was. Yeah. The field. Which, like I said, I hate that to begin with. But also the pricing difference was so right. much more. Right. So, yeah. So, when we went to buy these tickets, um, it was split into two. Um, where the fear zone or the fire zone was in the front half and then regular GA was in the back half. So right then I had like a, we can't get the fear zone. Like we weren't able, I mean, financially we couldn't 
Well, yeah, the tickets were like I think five six hundred a ticket. I think they were five hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah, which is just crazy a lot. Like it's a, that's a large amount of money for one show. Like right. you're seeing one band. Sure, it's Rammstein, and it's like they don't come that often. But that's just an insane price for a ticket. Yeah, and I don't even remember what GA was. I think almost the same as what we paid. Yeah, we. So we ended up getting the 100 section, we which did, was yeah. the section right above, yeah. and it was like row four. So we were like four seats, four rows up from from the right. floor. And we were on the end, so we had nobody beside Blocking us. our view. Yeah, yeah. And so like all that was but by design, right? Like if we're not going to be able to even try to fight for the front or fight for decent seats or spots on the floor, might as well get a seat. And right. Watch from watch from here and actually see the show. Right, and at the time that we bought the tickets, we did not live so close to Soldier Field. Yep. Like now, looking back on it, it's like, oh, we could have been the people who got up at eight o'clock in the morning and went and s- sat or stood in line and got that front row. I mean, we could have then too, but like, I'm not. We could have. I'm not getting up that early, even no. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that for like my favorite band, Metallica. Like, I'm not getting up that early. Yeah, to stand there all day. No, I'm not taking pills so I don't piss. I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Hey, I've only heard two people talking about I'm that. I'm sure there's quite a bit of people, but <laughs> no, that's not for me. Like we've shown up our standard hour, hour and a half before a show and been two rows back. We have three yeah. rows back from the from the rail. Yeah. Even Metallica fortieth. We were three rows back. Yeah. And we got there we got there late late because we were in G A or in the wrong line. The wrong line and had to go to the GA line. So, but it all worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, like I'm saying, I don't, I don't need to be on the rail. If I am cool, if not, whatever, also cool. Right. So I remember having a text conversation because we were both at work when you bought these tickets in 2019. And I remember going back and forth and being like, no, I want the field. No, I want seats. No, I want the field. And my whole thing with getting seats is I wanted to see the show because, like we mentioned, open air, I didn't get to see anything. Finley Park, I could see a little bit. And I knew if we got the GA section, I would probably, again, not be able to see anything. So that's why I was really, like, I want I want seats. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it ended up working out. I mean, let, let's dive into it. Let's talk about the show. Sure, um, sure. I think our seats were good. We could see the stage pretty well. Uh, we weren't super, super close to the stage. We were on the side. So, like, it wasn't as close as it could have been. Like, we could have gone a few sections over. But all in all, I think it was a good spot to see the show. Yeah, so you thought we were about, like, if it was set up as a football field, that we were about the 50-yard line. I would say so, yeah. 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 So, about halfway down the field on the west side of the field. Yep, yep. Um. Yeah, I I agree. Like, we could have been a little bit closer. Um, Or, I think I mentioned this later, um, that the people who are straight back, like, yeah, you might not be able to see the... um, The stage as well. Like, see Till and stuff. I mean, they would be, like, little ants. But you would be able to see the show. Like, see the fire, see the lights, see everything. Like, where we were sitting, we were kind of by, like, the first layer of pyro stands. There was a pyro stand right in front of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if when they did the pyro on the stage, it was fine. 
but when they did the pyro on the four out in that um, field, like, you couldn't really be looking at both. No, you had to look le- You had to choose one or the other. Yeah. To look at. So, I think I said later on that, like, oh, the people that were straight back or, like, at the back end of the field, they would have a great view to be able to see the entire show all at once. Yeah. But, I mean, even before Rumsen, let's talk about the openers. I had heard, I read, like, an article or something. I saw an article that said... Robson was gonna have one opener and it's gonna be a piano. Yeah. Player. I remember two piano players. Yeah, I remember that. And at first I was like, Oh, I'm into that. But it made me chuckle because I was like, I don't think Karen's gonna be into this. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of fans that are into listening to piano players. Not knowing what kind of music they're gonna play, I knew it was gonna be like, all right, it's gonna be piano music. Yeah. But is this gonna be classical is it going to be their own thing what i don't know what this is going to be yeah i I feel like you kind of went into that where you were like oh it'll be cool if it's like classical music um that's just like kind of melodies while people are getting sat down or whatever like just back background music basically um but i mean we've been to some shows where the opener is nothing like the concert that we're going to oh and i love that like it's I, I think I have a pretty wide range of musical tastes, a, a lot more than you do. I oh, know. absolutely. And I <clears throat> I also believe that metal fans in general have typically wider tastes in music than most music fans. That if you primarily listen to metal, you're not only listening to metal all the time, you're listening to other genres as well. But metal's your like, go-to, this is the thing I want to listen to the most. And even in metal itself, there's so many subgenres and subcategories that, like, the overarching term of metal is super broad. Right. If you're listening to doom metal, it's not the same thing as thrash, not the same thing as, like... I feel like thrash is where a lot of people who don't know metal kind of go to, or they go to the other end of, like, death metal or, like, metalcore of, like, just... Screamo music, screamy, screamy music. Yeah, I mean, so, like, there's a lot of breadth and a lot of depth in metal fans' music. So, but I also like it because I know there are some that are pretty stuck in their ways. Oh, yeah. And. Hello, Metallica fans. (laughs) Any major fan. I know. Like, I know. If that's, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, But I, I like it when an artist brings a different genre of music into as an opener and kind of forces the fans to listen to something new and different. And sometimes they're like, that actually wasn't that bad. That's pretty cool. I'm going to go check that out and go down that rabbit hole of music and, you know, that, that genre of music and then branch out from there or, Oh my God, this fucking sucks. Get off the stage. (laughs) Um, Which does happen. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed a lot. I like I like the fans being forced to listen to it, and I kind of hope that's what this was. But it wasn't at all. It was, like you said, these two French pianists, um, they came out, and they basically they, they played Rammstein songs. Yeah. But piano versions of those songs. Yeah, so they came out to the center stage, like in the middle of the field. And so it was closest to us. So yeah. the the... The pyro that was closest to us had this like a little box on it also, which I think was the sound stage. Yeah, yeah. But on top there was definitely like a platform that you could stand on. Right, right. And, and that's where the two grand pianos were. Yep. And there's another one behind that. 
And then, yeah, they just came out. They they played Rammstein music on pianos. Yeah, I remember, um, I don't know the first song that they played. I think it was Son. I, I think um, it may have been, yeah. And I'm probably saying that wrong. But um, so they were playing and uh, you, I like looked at you like, do you know the song? And you're like, um, yeah, it's Rammstein or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm not picking up on it right away. And it did take a few, like, I think Zeit might have been the first one that I really picked up on just because I listened to that quite a bit. Um, but I was having trouble picking up on the piano song or piano parts. Um, there's a couple that I picked up on, but. It's, so I still want to go back and look. I haven't looked, but <coughs> I noticed, especially around, I think it may have started with, or at least this is when I noticed it with Deutschland, um, that their music videos, Rammstein's music videos, got very artistic for the most part. Dick and Titten, not as artistic <laughs> as Zeit. As or, like Zigzag. <laughs> or, um, yeah, or Deutschland, right? Or ra- Radio. But. Th- I mean, radio's so, just fun. But they're so artistic. They're so, there's so much going on. And then they, it's, it's like a small like a, a short film almost. Yeah, yeah. With a great music song behind it. And when it's done, credits roll like typical short films would. Here's the stunts, here's the directors, here's the art producers, here's blah, 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 blah. Like doing all of that. And while that's running, it's that same song. So for Deutschland, it's Deutschland. But it's not, it's a piano version of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then... When they release the singles, you usually get the original song, you get like a remix of the song, and then you get this piano cover of the song as well on like the the single that comes out. So I want to see if one of these two women are credited on those songs as well. I haven't looked into that yet. My guess is probably, if not, possibly. they're using basically that same music. Yeah. They're basically yeah. playing that music as well. Yeah. Which... Which was awesome to see, like just a bunch of Rammstein songs played as piano, com- like composed in, in a piano and played that way. Yeah, it was, it was interesting, and I liked how maybe about halfway through people really got into it as well. Like the stadium wasn't very full when they first started playing, but um, people really started getting into it. Versus, I mean, maybe it was almost like me where they're like they had to listen to a couple songs and they're like, oh, I know what this is. Like I know what they're doing. Um, or it was just waiting for people to get to their seats, but yeah. And like you said, it was in the center of the, uh, of the floor. Um, so the people up front on the rail for the fear zone had to turn around yeah. and watch yeah. behind yeah. them, which was really cool. Yeah. And we've had a couple of concerts like that before where like, um, like disturbed one time. I remember, um, David goes out and. Uh, they have like a platform. They in the have back. a platform, yeah. And I, well, like I remember in Waterloo, he went out and like sang like in the back. But then um, for Evolution, they would go out to like a middle stage and play um, like uh, Hold On to Memories and all that like out in the middle. So it it's really cool when um, concerts and bands utilize multiple stages. Um, it does force 
your uh, patrons to, or your fans or whatever, to kind of move around and give other people the front row for some things. I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. I I thought what they did with the Rammstein songs were awesome. Their composition of the songs were amazing. Listening to them in that in that manner was awesome. Gave a whole new light to the song in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish it also wasn't. I kind of wish it was something unique and new. I mean, they killed it. I loved what they did. But I also kind of wanted like unique in their own music. And who knows? Maybe this is a stepping stone. The, the next thing they do is going to be their own stuff. Sort of like um, Apocalyptico, right? It's a different way to listen to metal or listening to classical music or just that. Like It's just a different style of music that... Wait, but we haven't looked up any of their music to see what their music's like. That's true. We haven't. We like, haven't. The whole concert was... Rammstein music. So even yeah. when we were waiting for them to go on, it oh, was Rammstein right. music, which is different for a concert. Normally they don't play the um, musician or the performer who's headlining while you're waiting for the set to change or whatever. Um, and so all night it was even walking in, they had Rammstein playing and then uh, the pianist played Rammstein and then obviously Rammstein took the stage. I, I did kind of forget all about that, that while we, before even they took the stage, <coughs> um, on the Jumbotrons, they had the music videos for Rammstein's music playing. Yeah, I just wish the songs. Yes, yeah. that irritated me so <laughs> yeah, much that the, a different music video would be playing than what the song was playing. And I think I uh, realized it during, like, Mindland, or I don't know how what that song's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they were playing, oh, no, no, it was during radio. Because the music video was radio, but the song was not radio. Yeah. And I was like, wait, radio? But I'm like, they're not playing radio, so. Yeah, it, it was a bit frustrating. But, I mean, all of, I, I can't honestly remember what they played over the PA system versus the music videos. Um, so, I mean, I guess I could see the argument for not syncing them up. And just showing the Rammstein visuals with different music. Because those same songs are probably their popular songs, obviously. Yeah. And are more likely to be played right. live right. versus... Right, because so they did play radio live. Yeah. Um, and which makes sense because I get what you're saying. Like it, Going back now, I wonder from when they started playing the music, waiting for people to get their seats and waiting for um, the pianist to go on and everything. I wonder if any of those songs were played or were in the live show. I never paid it. I didn't pay attention to it, but it'd be interesting to kind of see. Yeah. <coughs> but I mean, all in all, I love, I love the opener. They, they killed yeah, it. I, I thought it was fun. I loved it. I want to yeah. listen to more of their music. I want to buy their music and just yeah. listen to it constantly. Yeah. I, I already looked to see if they have the Rammstein stuff on an album and they don't. But yeah. I wish they did. Maybe after they tour with them, because they toured in Europe with them. I oh, found did out. They really? Yeah. So I, um, I think I found that out on YouTube because there's some of them playing in Europe. I don't know if they did the entire tour, but um, I, yeah, I, I really, I mean, if this ever comes out on vinyl or something, we'll definitely buy it. Cause yeah. It was really good. 
<clears throat> yeah, definitely. And I know we were sitting there watching and listening to the music, listening to them play, and looking up at the stage and realizing there's no other opener. There's no reason to drop a curtain. Does Rammstein just go on after this? We were hoping. Like, is there no break in between? And it's just like, boom, here's Rammstein. Right. right. That would have been so cool. But there was a bit of a break. Not long, though. It was super quick. Ten they minutes. Yeah. So they yeah. did a little bit of sound testing here and there. A little bit of light testing. Uh, I got up to go get another beer. Um, and as I was up there, I heard the crowd cheer. And I think that's when you text me, like, come back, come back, come back. Yeah. So they were doing some light testing and stuff. So I assumed it was going to start and you were not at the seat yet so I was like you need to hurry but got back did a little bit more light testing and then sure enough I think by the time I got back you know it's going to start because at this particular stadium they then come over the air like they did it before Du Abdul and Du Abdul a-B-E-L-A-R-D. Yeah, I don't know what you said. <laughs> Dual abdor. I don't know. <laughs> Dual abelard. 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 Oh, maybe it is abelard. Do abelard. I don't know. We should have figured that out. We can cut this all out. Abelard. Abelard. I don't know what E makes in French. Anywho. <laughs> abelard. Um, we'll go with that. Abelard. They said their name at the beginning, and I didn't pick up on it. They had a really thick accent, um, which I love when people who don't um, fluently speak English speak English. It just makes it's like they're trying it. I just love it um, when you can go to a country. I mean, hopefully, if we ever make it to Germany or France, we can learn a few of their words so that we can get by. Yeah, be the same. <laughs> but I, it, what I was trying to say is, even before they went on the stage. The, like everything shut off, the music shut off, the um, Rammstein videos on the Jumbotron shut off. And there was a, uh, like a, a safety emergency. announcement. Yeah. Here's what to do in case of emergency, do blah, 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 blah. And then same thing happened. Everything shut up. You turn, like the Jumbotrons turned on, the safety program they had that showed you if you're in this section and like... I don't know if it was 3D animation or actual photos. It looked pretty good either way. Of like, leave your seat from this section. Walk down this corridor. Come out this door. And so much. I think I made the joke like, oh, that wouldn't that suck if you get to the door and it's not what the picture said. So you're like, no, I can't come out this door. I have to come back in the, <laughs> the fire. The stadium is on fire, but I cannot go out that and door. The safety said no. I need to go back and find the right door to go out of. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing with tickets. You're just trying to funnel people out so you're not yeah. causing... Yeah, like so the panic doesn't happen. Causing yeah. traffic jams, right? Yeah. So I, that's why I think tickets are the same way. Just you don't want a traffic jam. Yeah. So that happened, and then that went off, and sure enough, Rammstein started. I don't even remember what they came out I to. have no clue. I was trying to think also, like, what they came out to, because I just, I just remember, like, being happy and, like, just ready to... But like I said, it wasn't like a, each member came out one by one, like they did the last time we saw yep. them. Yeah. Till coming out last. So like you're, you're building up, you know, you're starting with your drums or your, or Flocka playing the keyboards. Yeah. And then the drums and then the bass or the guitar, you know, like everybody's coming out one by one, t like 
It's a really cool buildup and a really cool way to do it. But there isn't that curtain drop. There isn't right. that big bang at the beginning. Yeah. It's a slow buildup and then like stop till comes out. And then we start singing as a group again. Like, it's really cool. Right. Like, it's a, a, maybe not a lot, but quite a few concerts that we go to is, like, they play, I don't know, um, what's something, what's Slipknot come out to? So the last one they came out to was Disaster Pieces. No, I mean. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, like ACDC. ACDC, uh, it's, Metallica is long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Uh, hell, um. What is it? I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Rock. Uh, for all of those about to rock, we salute you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so um, like they come out and it's like playing that um, song and then all of a sudden it's like pop or, you know, like they start playing or whatever. Like right, and then it's the, the part of the song where it's like fire and then yeah. boom. Yeah, the and then there's drops. like a pop and then the curtain drops. So, um, But then you have like... Lamb of God, who came out to, uh, well, they do to their own, right? It's Momentum More, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's the slow part, right, at the beginning, yeah. and then right before the drop, you get that giant pop bang, yeah. and the curtain drops. Yeah, so I like both, both ways of doing it, but then to see like Romstein coming out where they're just slowly coming out, and then they start singing. It somewhat reminded me of um, Avatar. Right. Where Avatar does that. They all came out. It, it was a really cool setup where they all come out. Oh, I thought you meant like a couple years ago where they would come out like one by one. Oh, no, no. Uh, I didn't realize you were talking about like recently. Yeah, Avatar, like when I get, I, it wasn't going hunting. It was Colossus maybe. I can't remember what it was, but there's one of the first songs where they all come out. They just have like. Yeah, yeah Colossus. They have the bass drum and like one little snare drum or something and maybe a hi-hat or whatever. And they all stand like a semicircle and just play that one song standing there in that semicircle. Very similar where you don't have that dramatic pop, let's get this going. Well, they don't even move. Right. They just like stand there and they're like, colossus. Yeah. Colossus. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool. Romstein is very similar, but it's one by one we're coming out. This is... This is one instrument playing one note or one part, then the next instrument comes out, and it's just like building a layer, right? Yeah, on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, I mean it's cool when bands don't do what all the other bands a are doing. A standard, like yeah. standard way of coming out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did like how they came out in 2016 at Open Air. Um, yeah. but I mean, we weren't there. I mean, this isn't the same show as 2016, so obviously it's not going to be the same thing, but. It was pretty cool how they came out in 2016. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't remember the first song. <laughs> we should have looked up the. Should have looked up the. Yeah, I'll look that up right now. It's. I mean, it, it's got to be the same for every show they do. This is. This definitely seems like one of those shows. And I think we'll talk about this. Well, we can talk about it now. This is. We've talked about this personally in the past where. Seeing a show multiple times, and this is probably a whole episode of seeing a band multiple times, but seeing a show multiple times on a tour is the same show for a lot of bands or for some bands. Like we saw Roger Waters, loved that show. Like it was a show. Same thing with this. This is a show. Yeah. 
And I really want to see Roger Waters again after seeing that. But it's the same thing. If I saw him in Chicago and then went to Minneapolis or wherever he was next, it's going to be the exact same thing. Right, yeah. Just like Rammstein. It's going to be the exact same thing. Whereas you go to Metallica, you're getting 90, 95% of the same show with two to three songs unique per show. Or at least that night is different than the night before, right? So you're getting new things. You're not really doing that here, I would I would venture to say. And then there's the other opposite, right. like Dead & Company, where every single show they do is unique. The set list is unique and the arrangements in between the songs are going to be unique because they're just out there jamming, having a good time. So when you see a dead show, you're never going to see that show again, which I like. And I kind of want more bands to do stuff like that where I go see a Metallica show and every single set's going to be different. I don't want like 95%. But with Rammstein, I would honestly, because the show is so good and so entertaining, I would I would see this multiple times on right. one tour. Right. And we talked about how with like how put on Rammstein is and like all the pyro and all the lights and everything. It wouldn't be that easy to just be like, oh, tonight we're going to do these 15 songs. Tomorrow night we're going to do these 15 songs. Like it's so programmed that it makes sense why each night or each time they play, it's the same music. Right. And same with Roger Waters. Like, his movies and uh, the the show that goes on with his performance, you can't just change that because it goes with the show. So I think Rammstein's almost the same way. 100%. I think you hit nail on the head, the pyro in particular. Yeah. yeah. Each song in, like, Mind Tile and Poppy have unique pyro aesthetics that go on to that song. Right. So if you're bringing the giant fucking cooking pot that you're sticking Flocka into, <laughs> you're not going to not play that at every show. You're not going right. like, to drag this fucking thing around. Like it's unless of course, once again, two stages, East coast stages get possibly. Yeah. Get this set list. West coast gets this set list. I well, don't then know. We would have to go to two. I, Honestly, don't think that's the case. I, I think don't it's think the so exact either. same fucking thing. I think it's the same thing that they played in Europe. But, so. like I said, with Roger Rogers, I wanted to see it again, but I don't want to see that show. I want to see the next iteration of it. Right. right. Rammstein, I could watch that same fucking thing eight, nine times, and then buy the DVD and watch it on repeat <laughs> every day. Wouldn't it be so awesome if they would have uh, filmed Soldier Field as their DVD? Who knows? Maybe it is. Like, they've done that where... Um, They'll come out. I think the there's a DVD release that came out after um, Rise of Rise. I can't remember exactly what it is, though the name of it is. I know it's it's like the black cover with the gold uh, etching and writing on it, and you flip it up and then down and then out, and there's like six. There's like a CD, a DVD. There's a bunch of different stuff. I know I have it somewhere. Um. But there's like on the DVDs, there's like four shows from Munich, four shows oh, from yeah. Japan. And Japan's where they like play. Uh, uh, that's the first time I saw them play Mind Tile live on in that Japan set, I believe. 
and just falling in love with that and now wanting to see after that wanting to see a show in Japan just I don't know it seems like awesome <laughs> to me I yeah I remember a lot of the songs not necessarily the titles of the songs we've looked up the set list now it's you know Army Dare Turston I mean, there's 21 songs yeah um was what they I came out to Tristan and then like zigzag uh, does Tristan mean like sister or daughter I don't know and then links two three four like I remember these songs coming out and listening to them and loving them and knowing them not necessarily the titles of them but like I've heard these songs and I've listened to them I love the songs they're great mine hurts Brent is the first song I remember any sort of pyro to. And that's where Till comes out with like the road flare on his heart. Like yeah. my heart burns. It's yeah. clearly my heart is burning. Like pretty, you know, nail head or nail hammer. Like right, like it's not very deep in terms of pyro and meaning behind just the pyro in itself, right? It's my heart burns. Look, my heart's on fire. That was, I think there there may, there must have been some pyro before that, but not much. I don't think so, um, because I had the same thought. I was like, wait, I've seen pictures of this from when they were in Europe. Like I know that there is so much pyro, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, we're like twenty minutes into this, and there's been no pyro. There's been nothing. Right. Yeah, there was no pyro at all, or very little up to that point, and I was getting very, very pissed off. Did the, you think that they weren't going to do it? I did. Did you think the same I thing? I did, too. So, we watched um, a documentary. I don't even know. What, do you know what it's called? So, it, it it's on, it was or is on Amazon. Um, it looked like it had the same cover as the Live in Paris, so I'm wondering if it was like a bonus disc to oh, okay. Live in Paris, where okay. it's... You get the live concert, and then you get, like, the documentary. Okay. So, but basically it goes through Rammstein coming to the U.S. for the first time. They're playing, like, basement clubs in New York, and then they end up going for, like, three months or seven months or something around the U.S. and playing so many concerts. And one of them was at the Metro here in Chicago. Just a small, tiny club. Yeah, it's a very small venue. Um, and they basically almost got shut down because they had pyro um, at this point. Did they actually have pyro? Because I thought they said they weren't allowed to play pyro. Yeah, but their concert set had pyro. So, But the fire marshals came in and said, basically were like, you either don't do pyro or you don't play. Or like basically like, you can play, but you can't have pyro. I see. So they And at that time, all the fans knew that they had pyro. Um, so the set was expected to be pyro. The yes. fire, but even before they started the show, the fire marshal's like, there's no pyro during this or yeah. there's no show. Right, exactly. So um, they came out and like kind of explained that. I don't know. I don't think Rammstein. Or, like, no, it was one of their like, they the had tour manager. US managers yeah. who were like, who found out about them. And they're like, this band could be amazing. They're going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Americans will eat this shit up. And they they worked their asses off to promote them, and yeah. 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 So they came out, and they were like, so we found out today that the show can go on, but there's going to be no ma- pyro. It's basically just going to be regular music or whatever. And people were, like, so upset, but then 
they went on and it was a great show. Well, it was like a different vibe too. It was a different like, vibe. It just yeah. felt different of a show. Like, yeah. Like I said, it's a whole theatrical thing. It is. And the, yeah. pyre, the pyro plays into that theatrics. Right. And once you take that away, it's like doing a play without props. <laughs> exactly. Like just people standing on the yeah. stage talking. Yeah. Um, but in that documentary, they said um, that Ramsay will never be allowed to play in the city of Chicago because of their pyro. Um, because obviously Chicago burned down one time because of fire so they blamed it on that like yeah like chicago what, yeah. Had, like the manager he's like chicago has a they almost burnt their fucking city down one time so they don't like fire anymore but turns out there's a lot of cities in the united states that, that almost burned down great that had great <laughs> fires i think right. like pittsburgh or philly was one of them yeah and they just played fucking philly or yeah. pittsburgh both maybe i can't remember where they played right one of those p cities out east yeah but anyways, um, so when it was, I'm looking at the um, set list, when it was six songs in before any pyro, I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to play this whole show with no pyro and just have lights? Because I, I was like, wait, they're technically in the city of Chicago. Like, are they allowed to do pyro? Which other bands do. They do, yeah. So but not to the same extent. Not to the same extent, no. But... If you know Soldier Field, there's nothing out there. It's all stone. So. There's nothing out there. You're yeah. just going to burn down the museums. Not even the art museum. You're, you're burning down the field museum, which kind of sucks. And I don't like that fucking place. <laughs> and and the aquarium, like, I, I can do without that, No, too. the aquarium is just dirty and gross. But we haven't been to the planetarium yet. That that I'd save. Okay. Out of all of those, the planetarium's like... That one's further, further, further away, so... I don't think it would bear down. But anyways, I had the same thought where we were so far in. I mean, I was saying so far, like 20 minutes in, and there was absolutely nothing. And I was like, are they going to do pyro? Yeah, and they did like the My Heart's Brent, like I said, with the flare on the chest. Yeah. Like, all right, that's something. And I mean, I was pissed that there like, there's no fucking pyro. The city didn't let them. And I wasn't necessarily pissed at Romstein. I was pissed at the city. Right. And I was like, right. fuck Chicago. This is bullshit. Yeah. One. Two, right after that, they came out with Poppy, which is <laughs> the giant stroller yeah, yeah. of, like, a baby inside, <laughs> and they light it on fire, like, burning the baby. like Kids on fire. Yeah, kids on fire. And I was like, all right, all right, there's some pyro, but it's not much. It's not what I was expecting. It's right. on the stage, little things here and there. Right. But it wasn't long after that, and I don't know when it started, but it wasn't long after that that the pyro finally kicked on and it did not let up all night from right. that point on. So, but no, not Beachland because that's where they did the red. Um, I don't know if it was radio. I mean, Mind Tile has its own sort of setup. Yeah. But that's not, that's not the pyro in the center of the crowd, not the pyro like shooting fireballs 30, 40 feet in the right. air. Well, I know that that started at 927. <laughs> I remember looking at my watch, um, but I don't know what song that was. It was close. I mean, it may have been Deutschland. Deutschland, but Deutschland was where like they just had like red on the background. I don't remember. Was it? I thought that was unless a lot there sooner. was fire. There might have been fire. But yeah. it it definitely kicked on a little bit, lulled a little bit, and then kicked on. Yeah. and went. Yeah, like the last um, encore. The two encores like were. Pyro yeah. heavy, yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, like up to that point, I was very frustrated at the city potentially yeah for not doing like allowing this to happen me too i figured that there was something that was going on that was like that they could do some but not the big like what you were seeing in europe or something but no that came around and even if it didn't come around and it was just little things like that like i didn't care it's rammstein i know i gotta see rammstein alive again like yeah this is this for the longest time was one of my bucket list bands. Like I have to see this band live and you do. This band is awesome live. The performance, like even without pyro, like the energy they have, what they like, it's fucking awesome. Right. right. I was just happy to see that again. And after like a two year wait, it was like awesome. I get to see this, but I was a little disappointed until the pyro kicked on and it was like, okay, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It would have been awesome anyway, but this is, this is awesome. Right. Yeah, so Mind Tile was, like, your song that you really wanted to see live because we hadn't seen that yet because in 2016 and 2017, they didn't play it. Yeah, like I said, I got into Rammstein right around Rise of Rise or a little before. Yeah. And so, like, I had all the other albums. It's really hard to tell, like, how far ahead of Rise of Rise. I know it was ahead of Rise of Rise, though, but by that time, I definitely had their first three albums that came out before that. And then Mind Tile comes out, and I loved that song. The song was awesome. Yeah. And then I did the research into the song. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking dark. And for all those who don't know, there are cannibals out there. And they will seek out people to eat. And a lot of times it's financial, right? I'll pay you X dollars so I can slaughter you and eat you. And apparently this is a real song where a guy was like, hey, I think if you get the single and there's like a hidden track at the beginning, which is super kind of cool, right? You have to like rewind the track 30 seconds and then start. And it's like Tils talking, basically saying like in German, basically like I'm a I'm looking for a 25 to 30 year old well built willing to be slaughtered. And the way I remember it is the guy who replied to this saying, yep, I'll do that. But before you kill me and eat me, I want you to cut my dick off, fry it up, and we'll eat it together. And apparently that's what the guy did. And this guy like bled out eating his own dick. And like the song is dark as fuck. Like if you think about that, like, oh shit, that's dark. But you don't know. It's in German. And it just sounds good. (laughs) And Yeah. I mean, nine tiles. Yeah. Like, that doesn't sound bad. Yeah, and in high school, I got a sweater with, it had the, the knife and fork on it in mine tile yeah. written across. And on the back, I think it said, you are what you eat. eat. I don't know if it said, and you know what that is. I think so. But, like, that's how this, I believe the song goes. Or you is are it just, I think it might be just, you are what you eat. Yeah. And the song is, you are what you eat, and you know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Mine tile, my dick. Yeah. Um. It actually means my part. My part, but it part is slang. For, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, Just being and I remember, fanatic. I remember like in high school, people seeing me wear that, not knowing it. It's like, what's your shirt mean? And I didn't want to explain it to them because I didn't want to be that weird kid. I was already kind of that weird yeah. kid. I didn't want to be that weirder kid. And just like, does it mean knife and fork? I was like, yes, that's what it means. Just <laughs> me into the conversation. That'd be so funny <laughs> if they go over to Germany and they're like, I'll take a mind tile. <laughs> 
what well, I need to eat this sausage with my well, this bratwurst with mine tile. <laughs> yeah, so it ended there. Before going to the show, I have a good friend who messaged me. He had he had a buddy working at Soldiers that night, and he's like, "I just looked up Rammstein, and that dug me or that led me to their song Mind Tile, and I did a lot of Google searching on that. I need to watch videos with puppies and kittens <laughs> or something right now, and scrub your computer. Yeah, <laughs> and I was I was trying to tell him and explain to him like." I've never seen that live. I want to see that live because that's where, you know, they bring out the giant pot, Flocka's in it, and Till brings out his giant flamethrower and starts firing it under, like, I'm cooking Flocka, and he would, like, he didn't, he did it a little bit this time, <laughs> but the first time I saw it, he would, like, once again, I think it was that Japan one where he only had the one flamethrower, and Flocka would, like, duck in to hide from the flames, and then go away, and he'd pop up and, like, neener, you didn't get me, and Till would do it again duck down, hide, pop back up, do that like four or five times. And I was trying to explain, like, I, this is a song I want to see live. I want to hear it live. They did that at the show. They did this show. And when it came on, I was so pumped to finally oh, see okay. it. Oh, okay. I think you said they didn't do it. They didn't do it in 2016 or 17. Oh, yeah. You didn't say that part. You just yeah. said they didn't do it. I was like, yeah, they did. And, like, I, I wanted to see that song. Okay. And, oh, I, I don't know. What I was trying to say, maybe, I don't know. But I was expecting only one flamethrower, but it was progressively larger yeah. and larger yeah. into the point where he basically till basically got into like a giant fucking cannon and shot fire. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was till our flock. didn't get down and hide. That's what I was saying until the giant fucking cannon of fire came. Then oh. he like ducked down in. He, he ducked down. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You might not be able to see from just being a little bit over to the side, but he ducked down every time. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was awesome to see. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, yeah, because, like, we hadn't ever seen that before, so it was really fun to uh, see that. Um, my, f- I mean, I like Zeit right now. That's probably the so- song, so I was happy that they played that. But then Radio is, like, my, I'm going to use the word poppy. It's not poppy, but, like, kind of, like, just a dancey song. It's um, just more uplifting. And, and like, more, yeah. I'm happy. It's a happier yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, Which I don't know what they're saying. Maybe it's not happy, but. I think it's all about, like, radio's influence on life and like being oppressed and then once radio comes around you're like realizing oh this guy's a fascist i I don't want this yeah i think that's what the songs at least that's what i get from the music video music video yeah yeah i tried to like decipher that too but i've never looked up the translation except for i did i was like what's radio stand for but it just means radio radio. (laughs) a lot of english words have that where yeah i think in uh france i remember this from school a cd in france is just say day the pronunciations of C and D in France. Oh, really? Like, that kind of makes sense. It is just the word letter C and D. Interesting. And I think, like, if you, like, sound it, like, if you have to say, like, CD is a, you know, it's short for compact disc, and it's compact disc, I think, in France also, or a disca or something like that. Well, some words don't translate. That's what I'm saying, right? Oh, okay. Like, radio is the same way. It's It's an English word. And it just means... Well, maybe it's not English. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe we just not. took it. Uh, but one thing I noticed, and I, I think I told you this afterwards, but I'm kind of a singer at concerts. I can't sing at all, so don't ask me to. 
But, like, when I'm at a concert, I will sing along with the lyrics because nobody can hear you. At least I pretend nobody can hear me. I'm sure everybody can. But um, if we're in the car and we're listening to Rammstein, I will sing and try to pronunciate the words that I know. But when I was at the concert, I did not sing at all. And I think it's because in my mind I was worried that somebody would hear me saying something that's not the right word, but it's how I think it sounds. So it was just different going to a foreign language uh, or concert that's in a language that I don't speak or that we don't speak um, and how my demeanor during it is different because I'm not going to try to sing a song that I don't know the words to or don't know how to pronounce the words. I feel like I knew a lot of the pronunciation when I was younger and, like, spent a lot more time researching and trying to learn. I feel like we used to have, like, the words, like, up on the screen, like, two windows open, and, like, we'd have the English version and then the German version. So that was actually the website I found that had all the songs listed, and you'd click on one, and they had the screen split, where on one side was the German and then the English. So I'm not making that that up. Like, we had it up. There was a website that did that. I feel like it was Herzlide, which is basically their first album as a website. Okay. I don't know if it's still around. I haven't looked forever. (laughs) One thing I noticed, I know we talked about this at a previous podcast, the definition of what a ballroom is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Flocka was basically wearing a disco ball. So we were in a ballroom. Yeah. Soldiers filled for the night because of Flocka was a ballroom. Yes. Flocka's so fun. Like, I don't know. Just his performance is just so fun. Yeah. And we met a guy um, one of the nights we were walking around the field. Right. And he was talking about the Live in Paris DVD where the stage was that they had like this this walkway that lowered down from the back of the stadium or wherever the venue they were playing onto the onto the um onto the stage and Romstein walked across onto onto the stage and Flocka was in like a chain and walking like a dog and he's like, I don't know why they do that. I just I don't I don't get it. It's weird. And it's like, yeah, it's weird. It's kinda cool. <laughs> it's kinda funny. It's kinda like why not? Like this is a performance. Like right. Flock is usually like the like book dish. He, I know. You know like <laughs> yeah. He's in the pot for mine tile. Like right. I, I'm not saying like that's his role in the band. He does a lot in the band. Like there's a lot of piano pieces and the transitions and he's responsible for those. So it's just all part of the performance. It's yeah. fun. There's no yeah. meaning there there might be meaning behind it. Maybe there isn't. Maybe it's just why the fuck not? Maybe you want to try to offend somebody or make them uncomfortable. Right. And that's sort of what art's supposed to do. It's supposed to make people uncomfortable, make you think, make you question. And their shows do that. What I, I don't it's I can't say enough. Like their shows are fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think we said that a lot of times, but we'll probably say it a lot more. So the something kind of unique for um these Rammstein shows, um, at least the Europe tour and then now the North America tour, is they kind of do two encores. Um, so I knew this was going to happen just because I was seeing stuff from um, the Europe tour, but I thought this is how like they were going to go out to the stage. 
But oh. but so the first quote unquote encore is um they leave the main stage and so you think that like oh they're gonna come out for the encore, they're gonna play like two more songs and then it's gonna be over. But they ended up I don't know how they got over there. Like I saw them walk up the stairs, but they go to that middle So this is stage. that part where they were showing yeah. the crowd. Yeah. And they're like on the jumbos on their on their screens they have, they're zipping around other people in the crowd. Yeah. I think that was the distraction. I think it's like, it look over here, don't look over here. Yeah, thing. like, look at who they're showing, like, on the screen, yeah. But, so that's the part that I'm like, oh, I wonder how they got them, like, around. Because they, I don't think there's, I mean, anything under Soldier that they could have, like, came up through. So, I wonder if they walked through the crowd. I don't either, because you're going to talk about, about this encore. Um, there's one part of it. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Talk about the encore, yeah. So, basically... Um, the first encore is they go to that middle stage where the pianos are, and uh, Duo Abelard um, comes out and plays with them um, the piano version of Angla. And do they sing? They Duo Blar or? No, um, Rammstein. Rammstein does. So okay, yeah, so they stand on the outside. Yeah, and I noticed that early on, too, when they were up there, when Duel... Abelard. 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 Um, I wish we had a pronunciation. For yeah. That. <laughs> um. I, I noticed when they were up there that there were four mics on. It's so the stage they were on was oh, a right. square. Right, right, right. And each point, each corner of the square had a a mic on it. But whenever one of the women got up, it was always the one brunette woman who would get yeah. up and talk to the crowd. Um. Whenever she get up, she had a handheld mic. Like that's weird. Why aren't you using those ones? So I was kind of like, "Is Rammstein going to be out here? Is something else going to happen out here? Like, what's the point of this?" And they weren't pointing out toward the crowd; they're pointing in. I didn't know, but so yeah, when they did come out, the members came up one by one and yep. picked a corner of the square and stood on. Yeah. And then the two women came out and sat at the pianos and started playing. Yeah, yeah. So they went through the whole song of um, Angla. And then the women go down, probably to the soundstage area. But then uh, Rammstein, the members of Rammstein, um, go out across the crowd in, like, blow-up pontoon boats. I don't know. What, is that what they are? Just, like, rafts. Rafts, yeah. yeah. So, But, like, the blow-up ra- rafts. And, like, so basically they're crowd surfing in these rafts across the crowd, which is really cool to see. And I thought that only Flocka did that because I had seen pictures, but it was the entire band like goes across. So they go out starting like standing up, but then obviously as you're going across, like they end up sitting down. But they're not in one raft. It's like no, two right. per raft. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I did make it sound like they were all in one raft. Yeah, so it was like uh, Flocka and Till in one. Um, Richard was in the last one, and then the other two were in the middle one. Um and then Richard was like signing things, and um, so you thought it was just Flocka, and I'm wondering if it changes depending on the show, possibly. And maybe, maybe it is like whoever gets the last raft signs and throws it out, possibly. So maybe, maybe Flocka was in his own raft at one point at in time, time, and that's when I saw that it was only Flocka. But yeah, Richard was like signing; he had like a pad of paper yeah. signing his name and throwing it out. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming it was. Yeah. That's what I thought it was anyway. Yeah, and then people are like. I don't know if they were handing them the flags, but, like, the sh- they held up, like, the Chicago flag. 
Um, and then I um, saw a few times people threw stuff into the rafts, into the rafts yeah. and then they would hold it up and it was like a flag. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Ukraine flag. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of Ukraine flags, which thank goodness, you know, people are still supporting Ukraine. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they got those flags back or if they were like just given to the band. I don't know. I, th- I think I saw one of them thrown back out into the yeah. crowd, but that time was like, whatever. They had yeah. my flag. They held it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. So that was really fun, like to come out as like an encore and then um, go back or go back to the main stage. Which, that when that was happening, I predicted that the next song would be Auslander. Auslander, yeah. Because yeah. that's how the music video starts: is them coming into like an African country and like basically taking over. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I so guess like, I haven't watched that. Oh, it's kind of cool that you're now funneling this once again theatrics. Yeah, yeah. Into the song, it's a cool way to get back onto the stage. But it plays into the song, the meaning of the song, yeah. like what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was really fun to how they did that whole, you know, with the piano and then getting back to the stage. But when they were finally on the stage once again, the attention was drawn to the stage, and right. I looked back at the square where they all were, and I believe I saw the two women then being escorted okay. out of that area. Okay. So I'm thinking it's a quick escort in and out, um, which then those women stayed in that box the whole time or there's a tunnel or they got funneled back out yeah. type thing. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't That'd be see so them. weird to just sit in that box for an hour and a half though. Yeah. I don't think they did, but maybe they did. I don't know. I mean, maybe even longer than that, maybe two hours. Yeah. But maybe who knows? Um, I mean, there was a porta potty there. <laughs> there so. was a porta potty there. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that's for the workers. But yeah, so then um, the other song that I think is just fun is the Pussy song. Um, just because, like, Till gets on, like, a giant, like, phallic it cannon. It looks like a giant dick. Yeah. That's a cannon. Yeah. And that shoots out foam that's yeah. white. <laughs> yeah. Like semen. All over the place. But then the other fun part is because you're in a huge stadium, in the back of the stadium, they shoot out. Well, in the, and in the front, but they shoot out, like, white paper confetti um, confetti so it looks like there's just come going everywhere <laughs> all over the uh all over the field so i don't know it's just a fun song like that's the whole thing is like they put on a good performance there's fun songs there's fun performances with it so yeah it, w- it was funny because it was pretty windy that day yeah and the confetti would shoot up and just fly away or would just kind of linger in the air and i remember laughing because right after that there was a lot of pyro yeah and it's like it looked like there was pyro above those two pillars that we talked about earlier that were like the sides of the 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 elevator and boom went up i was like oh that's gonna catch that all on fire (laughs) um but yeah the second encore was full of pyro yeah yeah like with um rammstein and then ishville um i just remember a lot of pyro there's one other song. Um, what one was it? Oh, yeah. Deutschland. The like the beginning into Deutschland. Oh, right, 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 right. I um, forgot. I'm pretty sure it was Richard. I couldn't see from that far, but I'm, my, my, I'm thinking it was Richard. Went up into the elevator, went halfway up, and started like doing... I, I've heard it before. I thought I heard it with... Book dish originally, where it's like woo, 
woo woo. Yeah, yeah. And like the crowd does. I feel like we had like a live, um, live off Berlin. Yeah, yeah, and they do it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember seeing that and thinking, you're not a fan of EDM. This is probably (laughs) the closest you're ever going to get to like what EDM is like. Uh, um, Dance Dance with the the dead. dead. Yeah. All right, maybe. Maybe this is a slightly yeah, different. Yeah, I guess yeah, like with um, like the DJ and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And and then all the other members come out in like these stick figure, yeah, glow stick type yeah. figures, which is really cool to just see them like dancing and doing their own thing. Like the little skeletons, but yeah. not a skeleton, just like glow sticks, and then they're. I've seen like memes on Reddit where like there's a little kid doing that, and like the front one falls down, it looks like he's just got a dick flopping <laughs> around. <laughs> That'd be so funny if that happened. Right. Yeah. No, that was really fun. Like, that was just another fun thing that they did um, that's different than you normally see. What and just, yeah, like these four stick figures, like, dancing all over the place. Right. There's just, like I said, there's so much going on. There's su- such a performance. It's, you go, not, the music's great. We, we love the music first and foremost. I'll listen to Rammstein, just the album itself. It's amazingly great music, and... I they're one of my favorite bands of all time because they speak in their native German language. Right. I wish more bands would speak in their language. Yeah, like it, you don't have to speak English. Like every like, think of all the Swedish bands there are. They yeah. all speak English. Right, There's right. not many foreign language bands out there. Well, that we know of. That are mainstream. Yeah, yeah. mainstream yeah. in America or yeah. popular in America. Yeah. There's this and the Who. Yeah. And don't well, know. Well, we're gonna see Bloody One. Bloody would they have some yeah. like Indian aspects? Yeah. I guess that's Hindi. Hindi, yeah. So like there's just not much of that. And the fact that they were so big with speaking in German. Yeah. And were successful. Like I don't even care if they're successful. Like it's great music. Like it doesn't matter if you can understand the words or not. The lyrics still, the way they're pronounced and delivered and the way the lyric fits into the song. That definitely gave me more, they, Rammstein has given me more respect for singers than any other singer, I think, ever. Because it made me understand or, and respect vocals as an instrument in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, it's amazing. It, I can't say enough good things about this. Are you happy that we've seen him three times? I'd uh, I'd want to see him again. I'll I be happy we when we see him a hundred fucking times. I wish we could have went to all their U.S. shows. That would have been fun. But like I said, it's gonna be the same thing every show you go to. Well, yeah, but, but it's I so don't fun. care. Yes, yeah. but we could have. We could just be millionaires and be in the Fero Zone, and then be in the GA, yeah. and then be in the four hundreds, and be in the one hundreds. Yeah, that's easy to do, I guess. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Let's just sell all <laughs> our crap and do that. <laughs> And then have nothing else. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, where are you staying? Oh, no, we're staying on this park bench over here because <laughs> we sold all our shit. Yeah. Um, we maybe should have done the venue thoughts before the show thoughts. But oh, did we skip the venue? Let's let's talk a little bit about the venue. We went straight for the show. Yeah. We didn't care about I mean, the venue. There's not a whole lot to say about the venue. It's open, like... It's Soldier's Field, Soldier Field, Museum Campus. It's in Chicago. Chicago, maybe a little biased. Beautiful city, Museum Campus. Beautiful area to go hang out in. If you haven't been there, it's right by the lake. 
it's very very nice. Yeah, and Soldier Field Soldier Field is kind of weird where they used to be really old, like a I think it used to be an army barracks, and they converted it into a stadium, and they did a renovation and they added like a modern aspect on it, so it looks like there's people say a alien ship landed on top of this old <laughs> building. I think it fits the Chicago yeah. architecture very well where you have the old and the new mixing. So Yeah. I lo- I just love the architecture on the outside with like the old pillars and everything and then how they built the bowl up around it cuz it just it it does go really well together but then you still have that old historical like pillars and everything. And when we first walked in our gate, we realized that like you're sort of in between the old and the new building. Yeah. Like you're in this yeah. sort of outside wall to get your drinks and get your concessions and that's where we got my my first beer and like hey i I don't have any cash could we put tip on the on the card she's like well we don't actually don't take tips outside of cash because we're hourly and which that's the first time we learned that that like oh they're hourly instead of like your typical you make four bucks an hour plus tips like bullshit right right um which gets to a point you made earlier about, I can't remember. Cool. No, there's something. I need to find it. Yeah, I don't remember. You said something earlier that made me think of this, but there were two things. It was definitely the, they made, like, the workers are, I don't know if this is true of all workers or just the concessions or just the ones we talked to, but, you know, they make salary or not hourly. Salary, hourly pay, not that $4 bullshit plus tip thing, right? Um, and when we were talking about that, like, oh, it's probably because Soldier Field is actually owned by the city of Chicago. So are they considered city employees type thing? Don't know, maybe, maybe not. But maybe that's why these particular people make, these particular employees make hourly, and I'm assuming other places like Wrigley probably don't i don't know well, they're vendors. Also. they have a vendor so okay. it's up to the vendor to yeah so which we don't know i mean this vent this could have been a vendor as well it could have been and also the vendor that, just yeah. pays well or pays their employees well and very true doesn't pay them a bartender or service industry wage but there was something else you said that i was like oh the fact that the city owns this field or owns this venue Maybe it was Ticketmaster. Maybe it was the fact that... Oh, because I said, oh, this isn't sponsored by, like, Live Nation or um, the venue doesn't... Because the, um, the fees were really low. It yes. It was $18 for fees. And, like, we pay $18 on a $20 ticket. So... That's what it was. And even back then, we were paying hell, hell of a lot more for fees than this particular one. Maybe it because it is owned by the city, they have more stronger negotiation power to say, you aren't charging this for a fee. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Or there's no venue fee or something like that. Right. Who knows what it is. But I would also, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning, but I would also like to kind of go back and see, like, the history of the fees. And, like, oh, after 2020, when no venues were making any revenue, did they raise fees or did they add extra fees for quote-unquote insurance in case something happens again where they can recoup some of their money. Because um, I'd be really surprised if you... I mean, this show we couldn't get a refund for because um, they kept rescheduling it. 
Yeah. But like if you got a refund, do you get the fee back as well or do you just get the I assume it's everything. 149. Oh, okay. Except for maybe like printing fee. Like yeah. we opt for physical tickets. Right. You had a physical ticket delivered to you, you're probably not getting that money back. Right. Um and, and there were a lot of people in the crowd that I overheard talking to themselves like when'd you get your tickets? <laughs> right. I heard so many people We're say mine that. 2 years ago. Yeah. Like the guy when we got our first beer in front of us moved from Seattle to Chicago in 2020, 2019. Yeah, right before everything happened. tickets was like, I'm in Chicago, might as well see Rammstein. Yeah. And then COVID and moved back out to Seattle and now flew back out just to see the show. It's like, I had tickets. I'm going to go see yeah. him again. Well, like in the guy that we saw the night before or uh, when we were walking around the st- uh, stadium, one of the either Thursday or Friday night, um, he said that he used to live in like Willamette or something like that, which is pretty close to Chicago. And I think he said he lived in like Arizona or something now. But like, yeah, if you had these tickets two years ago when you lived here and now you don't live here, I'd be flying back too. Yeah. I'd be going to see them. Like I wouldn't be just giving my tickets away. Yeah, but at the same time, LA's a hell of a lot closer. Wait, but if you if you have tickets for Chicago, you're not gonna buy more tickets for Chicago. Very true. Very true. Or buy more tickets for Los Angeles. I Unless think. you can off like uh, n- like come out break even, trade one for the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Which I had that thought um, in 2020, um, maybe 2021 as well, like because we did have seat tickets, and I thought I was like, oh, we could. Um, sell our tickets and then get GA tickets. Like I went back and forth on if I wanted to do that. But then again, I really wanted to see. So I'm glad that we didn't because I was actually able to see the show. Yeah, for sure. So any other thoughts? Not really. I mean, overall it's, (laughs) it was a show. Like I think this is the first um, episode that we've done where we went through like detail of what the show was like i mean it helps because it was recent while the other shows are recent as well they're not as recent this yeah. was just a couple of days ago yeah so that helps also we were just this may have been the first show also or the first podcast where we've reviewed a show that we've just loved everything about it right right there's <laughs> nothing i mean I have no complaints. No, there's been other shows where we like nitpick here and here. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we didn't like this opener. We didn't like this venue setup type thing. This all all around the venue's awesome. I mean, it helps that super close to home, so we like could walk there and back. But I mean, everything was fucking amazing. Right, right. I I can't wait for. Th- I mean, next year they're doing uh, Europe 2023 or Europe Stadium Tour 2023. And I really hope that they announce more shows in the U.S. soon because that would be really fun to go see them again. 100% agreed. I mean, I guess <laughs> there's nothing else, right? That's that's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> we just want to see them again. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for listening again to our chat about Rammstein, not Slipknot. We'll, uh, we'll do Slipknot at a later show, but this one was all about Rammstein and Dula Blard, or Dula? hopefully that's pronounced right, but... An amazing show, an amazing tour by an amazing band and amazing artists all around. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, if you can, check them out.